Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Collecting Comics, the show where we talk about comics and how to collect them. My name's Sean, and today we're going to go over your comic book news for the month of December. But first, we want to thank our friends over at Watto's Scrapyard for sponsoring this episode of Collecting Comics. So to start off this episode today, we're going to talk about DC Future State. And basically what it is, is DC's calling it a two-month extravaganza that's actually going to postpone uh, all of their major titles for two full months. Uh, you're going to be exposed to some uh, brand new characters and uh, these characters are actually going to take up the mantles of their counterparts. But it's not going to leave out the, the big three of DC uh, entirely. What you'll find is that our, our heroes are actually going to take on um, new challenges, uh, new suits, and a lot of situations that... Um, they've really not encountered before. So the, uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Superman. So Kal-El is going to be a shackled up gladiator um, that's been stripped down to his bare bones of what he can do. Um, DC has been very secretive about what's really going to happen to our our big three of DC and um, they're not, they're not really giving too many clues. Uh, there are some big reveals that we'll, we'll talk about here in a second, but um, um, Kal-El is going to be uh, donning his, his black and gray or black and white um, suit again with the black S um, and he's really going to have a hard time uh, dealing with some of the issues that we're going to run into uh, in his storyline. His new story is called Superman uh, Worlds of War. So we can only imagine to, uh, to see what he's going to go through. Our next one, and it's actually pretty interesting, is going to be um, Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman is going to Wonder Woman is going to uh, take on some of the uh, different uh, equipment from other superheroes that we've seen uh, throughout DC. You can kind of tell here that she um, she looks kind of older and beaten, but um, if you notice ar around her waist, she's actually wearing Batman's uh, old utility belt. So we, uh, we, I hope that we end up finding out how she acquires that. And then also, if you look around her, uh, around her neck, she's actually wearing the Green Lantern uh, ring uh, as a necklace. And her new book is going to be called Immortal Wonder Woman. And uh, it's... It's going to take place in the distant future where she uh, is struggling to uh, just kind of keep up with everything that's going on. Uh, 
it suggests that there's a few dozen millennia worth of mysteries that um, that Diana is going to have to uh, overcome. Uh, if I were to take a guess, it seems like uh, either Batman and and Green Lantern have died or they've um, kind of just given up and she she's going to need more than just her lasso to um, help her through through the struggles that she's about to have. And then we go into Bruce Wayne and Bruce's uh, new story is going to be called Dark Detective and Basically, what uh, what's going to happen is that he was uh, taken for dead or he's presumed dead and he's had to change up his suit a little bit because he's on the run. And uh, so he, he needs bare minimum uh, uh, for his suit and he needs to be able to move fast. Um, really, that's all we're uh, we're all that's all we're really given. I really like his suit, though. I feel like it's a different look for Batman than having the iconic cape uh, and some of like the uh, the darker armor. I really like how it's kind of more of a vest and almost like a uh, almost like a Nightwing look to me. Um, his new his new bat on his chest looks really good, but he does have a decked out um, a utility belt. Um, We'll have to wait and see what kind of uh, tools that he's going to use in this new um, in this new run of his books. Um, now, although these characters are taking uh, a hiatus and taking in uh, their uh, part in their respective uh, books and new challenges, we are going to see a number of new characters taking up their mantles. For example, our new Batman is going to be Luke Fox. Uh, Luke Fox is the son, um, or Luke Fox's father is the man who created the Batman equipment and suits and gear that, uh, that we've seen over the years. Um, I really like how he's, kind of doning this mysterious bat look uh, with with the classic cape. But I really like how his his face is completely covered. And what I think is going to happen is he is going to try to um, protect Bruce in some fashion and uh, kind of keep up his legacy so that people still think the Batman that was is the Batman that's still uh, that's still there. Um, but again, DC hasn't really given very much, uh, clues to what's going to happen. And, uh, for Superman, we got Jonathan Kent. Oh, I didn't mention, um, the new Batman's, uh, story is going to be called future state, the next Batman. And for Superman, we're actually going to get um, Cal uh, El's son, Jonathan Kent, to take up his mantle. And um, his Superman costume is kind of interesting. I kind of like 
how the uh, the the cape uh, drapes over his uh, shoulders and the the S is a little bit higher up. Um, but he's going to bring uh, a lot of confidence into his dad's old persona and uh, is going to give uh, Superman a, like a brand new confidence in how he does things. Uh, this new Superman book is going to be called Superman of Metropolis. And for Wonder Woman, we got a couple of uh, interesting characters here. The first one is Anubula. Anubula. She is a, uh, her book is going to be a one shot. They really haven't given uh, much information uh, as to uh, how she's going to do things or how she's going to cross over into the other two, um, the other two Wonder Woman books, if at all. Uh, it might just be two different characters who are going to pick up the mantle because the current Wonder Woman is lost or missing or something like that. Um, our next one, our next Wonder Woman is a, a woman named Yara. And she is uh, visibly similar to our classic Wonder Woman, but she's she dones her own her own look as well. Um, I really like her her suit and the the gold Wonder Woman symbol, and she has the bands, and um, she even has her own lasso of truth. Uh, and it's, it's visibly different. I mean, she's got these little, uh, I guess like, um, trinkets or balls on the end of her, her lasso. And, uh, other than that, I don't know what other powers she's going to, uh, she's going to give us. And her book is going to be called, um, it's called future state wonder woman. So Future State is going to also bring us a number of new characters uh, and, again, other personas are going to uh, take up the mantles of other characters or they're just costume redesign. So here we got Orphan and Spoiler. Uh, they're... Uh, their costumes look very mysterious. They're uh, both hooded. Um, honestly, I don't know too much about these characters. Uh, not a uh, not a huge DC uh, reader, but we have uh, the what they're calling the Batgirls. Uh, uh, maybe they're doing like a team up. We got the Guardian. I really like how he has more of a um, street level look to him for his um, for his costume. I like the helmet. I like his shield. Um, we have Superwoman and Catwoman. Uh, Catwoman's uh, suit looks really sleek. Um, I wouldn't say a lot like her previous costumes, but um, definitely. A, a good look for for Selena. This is one of my favorites. Is is Red Hood? 
I really, I've always liked the way Red Hood's mask looked, how he had the hooded, the hooded, uh, mysterious vibe to him. Um, I really like the way that his mask is looking and his, uh, his costume. I think this is going to be one of the better books uh, in in DC Future State. Here's a look at Nightwing, uh, Harley Quinn, Jackson Hyde, and Zatanna. It's been a long time since we have uh, got a Zatanna uh, book, so... That'll be an interesting one to read. And also, this is going to be a, again, this is going to be a, a two-month hiatus of all of the, all of the um, main books that DC is used to having. Uh, it's going to span from January to February, and it's going to cross 25 different storylines um, and miniseries. Uh, the cool thing is for for retailers, if they're not completely sure how these these books are going to go, DC has said something of the of the way of uh, the you can return it 100%. Now that doesn't go for us; that goes for the retailers. Uh, so your comic book shops who who purchase these books, if sales aren't going that good, DC has alluded to uh, telling them that they could return it for a full refund uh, of the number of books. Now, if this is going to follow through with DC or if it's just going to last a week or two for uh, during this time, I don't know. But I think that's kind of a, a fair thing for... Um, them to do for these comic book stores who rely on these big books like like Batman, like Superman, um, Wonder Woman, the Justice League. Uh, um, since DC has changed their distributor, uh, a lot of comic book stores, at least here locally in San Antonio and Texas, South Texas, have um, had trouble getting their shipment due to uh, delays through because of COVID, because of other reasons, because FedEx has been um, backed up because of the holidays and things like that. Uh, DC has been one of the few uh, groups who have gotten their books into the comic book stores. So if if these delays continue to happen with these um, these distributors, these mailing services. You know, there could be there could be a number of comics that aren't going to hit shelves on time. Where uh, at least in our area, uh, DC's done a really good job at making sure that at least they have their books on the shelf, and that has a lot to do with the distributor that uh, that they have switched to. I think it was uh, Midtown. I think they switched to Midtown, and um, every Wednesday they've been mostly on time for New Comic Book Day. And of course, we want to thank our our uh, thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this episode of Collecting Comics. You can find them on Instagram at Watto Scrapyard and on Facebook and eBay as well. They make 3D printed parts for hard to come by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as resin printed head sculpts of dozens of different characters in the Star Wars universe.
don't see a character you like on their Instagram, send them a message and they can get it uh, designed and printed for a reasonable fee. And now we're going to move on to Marvel. Um, so when, when Disney acquired uh, Fox, so acquired the Alien franchise. Um, I've never been a huge Alien fan. I've watched the movies. Uh, they're enjoyable. Uh, they're always fun to watch. But um, I'm really interested in seeing what Marvel is going to do with uh, this Alien franchise. Uh, the writers, Philip Kennedy and uh, uh, Philip Kennedy uh, Johnson and artist Salvador uh, LaRoxa, uh, and they're going to be working together to launch this series in March. Um, now, in classic Marvel fashion, they're going to start leading up to this uh, event, I guess, or uh, this new series with a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different variants that are crossing their, their bigger titles. So what we're going to do is we're going to look through some of these variants and we're going to kind of also play a little a little game and I want to know what you guys think in the comments, but we're going to go through some of the variants that are going to be available through some of the uh, main titles that Marvel uh, that Marvel's releasing. These variants are going to start coming out in um, in January and they're not going to, the aliens aren't going to be a part of the storylines. These are just variants that are going to hit the shelf. And from what I've uh, been told, there's no uh, exclusive variants as of yet, or like retailer incentive variants. These should all be um, cover price variants that you should be able to pull off right off the shelf. Um, so I really like the Avengers one. I'm actually going to pick up this Avengers one. I like how uh black panther is fighting the aliens uh one of the aliens and i really feel like that uh black panther is going to hold his own in this fight uh let me know what you guys think i mean i think even if there was a swarm of aliens attacking him i feel like black panther would figure out a way to win um also with spider-man fighting the aliens this one i'm not so sure about i think if it's one alien i think uh, Spider-Man would hold his own. Uh, if it was like a swarm of aliens, I feel like he would really get beat up pretty bad and figure out a way to evade, uh, evade these, uh, these aliens. But, um, I think it's a real interesting cover though, how they're fighting at the top of, of what looks like a, um, a church. Uh, this one I'm going to pass on. I'm not, a huge reader of aliens i mean of spider-man so i'm actually going to pass on this one i am actually interested though in one of the more recent storylines uh, and we're going to kind of touch on it a little bit uh a little bit later and the next one is black widow so we have black widow um jumping over one of the aliens and using her 
uh, wrist guns to kind of uh, take on the alien. And in a fight, if it's maybe one or two aliens, I think Black Widow would find a creative way to take care of them. But I think if she was uh, fighting a whole swarm of them, I don't think she would last very long. I think uh, she would have to figure out some kind of creative way to evade uh, the aliens if she got ambushed. But um, I think if it was like one or two aliens, I think she would be able to hold her own. Uh, this one's kind of funny. It's Black Cat, and she is uh, sitting with some alien eggs, and you have the queen. I just I feel like there's no chance of survival for um, for Black Cat in uh, in this particular situation. And then you have the Captain America variant. I really like how the alien is uh, attacking the shield and. Cap doing his one of his classic uh, defense poses. Um, you do see that tail from behind, so I don't know if the alien's going to try to get creative to uh, try to uh, get Cap from from behind. But um, I think Captain America would would um, be able to take on a few aliens at a time. Uh, I think pretty bad, but um, I think he might be okay in this situation. And then we have the Captain Marvel uh, variant of aliens. I think Captain Marvel will hold her own versus, uh, versus multiple aliens, no problem. Then you have the Daredevil variant. I really like how they're kind of using his, um, his sixth sense, if you will, so that he can... Um, detect these aliens. I feel like what the aliens do really well is uh, sneaking and lurking behind different areas. And I think that's going to play to Daredevil's advantage. Um, I think Daredevil would get beat up pretty bad if he was caught off guard. I don't think he'd really be able to beat too many of them. I think he'd have to figure out a way to evade. Um, and then you have the Fantastic Four taking on Queen Alien. Um, as a team, I think they could find a creative way of beating the Queen Alien, but individually, I don't think they really have too much of a chance. Maybe uh, Johnny would with flying away and stuff. And this, I think, now that I look at it, I think it's an homage to one of their earlier, um, earlier comic books back in the day. If you think you know what comic book that is, leave a leave a, a message in the comments um, of what book you think that is. But it, I I vaguely remember this as something else. And then you have the Guardians of the Galaxy. I am picking this one up because I'm a big Guardians fan. But Groot and Rocket versus Queen Alien. I don't think I don't think they they have a chance at all. But I think it's a really cool variant. Uh, them being surrounded like that and the dark colors in it. And then you have the immortal Hulk. And I think uh, Hulk could take on a whole army of this. I think he'd get beat up pretty bad and you would see a bunch of um, gamma blood everywhere and also like him kind of singed because of the, the aliens uh, acid in their body and stuff like that. Um, but I think, I think Hulk would, would, uh, do pretty well against these aliens.
And again, these are all variants that are leading up to number one issue release of the aliens by Marvel Comics. Um, Iron Fist, I think he'd do really well. Uh, I was talking to someone else about Iron Fist and if he'd be able to take on uh, some aliens or or like a swarm of aliens, and I feel like he would do a good job. But then they had mentioned, you know, I think Iron Fist would punch through um, these aliens, but then his body would be burned and singed because of the uh, the acid uh, that they release. And then you have Iron Man. I think if Iron Man can stay to the sky, I think he would um, stand a uh, stand a chance. I think if he was ambushed, he might get beat up pretty bad. I don't know if the aliens would be able to break through his armor or not, but um, this just kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Outriders almost. And when he fights the Outriders in 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 Endgame, I think that um, uh, I still think Iron Man would hold his own, especially being able to evade. If he had to, he'd be able to fly away, but I feel like he'd make a hard decision. And, uh, if he had to evade, he might be leaving somebody behind. And then you have the King in black, uh, variant for aliens. Um, I feel like Noel would be a little bit more creative and, uh, not necessarily fight them. I feel like he'd figure out a way to uh, kind of control the aliens if he could um, and make him part of like his symbiote army. But I can see uh, Null holding his uh, holding his own against uh, a number of aliens uh, at one time. With Miles, I feel like he doesn't really stand a, stand a chance. Let me know what you guys think, though. I want to know what you guys think about some of these uh, characters and if they would hold their own versus a swarm of aliens or, or one or two aliens at a time. Same, uh, uh, Shang-Chi, I feel like it's the same thing. I feel like uh, as Iron Fist, I think he'd be able to fight off a few of them. But if it's like a big swarm, I don't think he'd ha stand much of a chance. And if he was able to uh, beat them up pretty bad, that his body would be severely burned and uh, disintegrating or disintegrated uh, if if he got some of the some of the acid on him. Thor, I think he would have no problem. I really don't like the way this um, variant looks. I think um, it's not a good look for Thor, but uh, the art is interesting. I can kind of see what they're going for. Like a, like a rugged Viking maybe look. But um, I just don't quite like the way he, he looks in the face and how how um, tattered he looks. Uh, looks very like Ren and Stimpy-like or uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog-like. And then you have uh, the Aliens variant of Venom. And I think Venom would have a good time fighting some of these guys, uh, maybe more so um, uh, challenging the streaming contest or something like that. But I don't think Venom would have a problem taking on a number of these aliens uh, if, um, if he had to. And then, of course, you got Wolverine, who really just doesn't care if he um, 
gets hurt at all, he can uh, heal back over time and stuff like that. So I can see Wolverine having a really good time taking on uh, some of these aliens um, uh, at a time. And now we're going to uh, talk about Spider-Man. So after the events of Sin's, uh, Sin's Rising, Peter is severely beaten. And even in uh, the Last Remains storyline, he's not doing he's not doing so well right now. Um, he's make, having to make some really hard decisions. But in classic Spidey fashion, he's going to uh, change his suit again. Um, it's something that is not uh it's it's well known he from his iron spider suit to his his um armored suit to even getting the symbiote and uh, the black suit spider-man and things like that um i am interested though in seeing what this suit is going to look like are we going to get more of a sleek suit like uh, maybe something like 2099 or are we gonna uh is he gonna just do a variant of his um his classic red and blue or are we just going to see something that we've never seen before uh, this book is uh supposed to reveal the suit in issue 61 of spider-man which i believe comes out in march um and he's going to need to use this uh new suit to face off against kingpin uh, where right now Kingpin and uh, Norman Osborn are working together, but he's going to have to uh, get a new suit uh, to to help um, defeat Kingpin yet again uh, and protect his family, his friends, and the city. The next thing we're going to talk about is Last Ronin. This has probably been the biggest book not only in size but in the hype of comic books right now um last ronin the first issue tmnt last ronin has sold over 180,000 copies from of various printings um there's been uh some comic book retailers who have uh, been lucky enough to do their own variants of this book. And a lot of them look really, really good. Um, if you have a chance to get a hold of this book, you really need to. Um, IDW has announced that they are going to release a director's cut that is 64 pages. And uh, this is also going to release in March. Uh, this director's cut is going to uh, include never before seen layouts from Kevin, uh, Kevin Eastman's, uh, notes and storyboards, uh, that date back decades. Um, and, uh, it's going to also reveal other character designs that he has had, um, over, over time for this particular storyline which this story was actually supposed to release, I believe it was in the 80s. It just never got up off the ground. And uh, we finally get it now. 
but it's not without its uh, controversy. This book has been delayed multiple times. This book, we were uh, issue one, we were supposed to get, I think, in October. It got pushed back to November, um, and when it did, uh, it's immediately sold out. Um, this book is now going for, I've seen as high as eighty to a hundred dollars. Um, I definitely wouldn't pay that if you can wait for it, uh, mainly because there's um, a bunch of second printings that are, have been released within um, uh, the last week or two um, uh, on top of this director's cut that's coming, which sounds like it's going to have a whole bunch of extra stuff. And this would be a great chance for you to get it at cover price as opposed to uh, scalped scalped uh, prices on the internet. Uh, if you really, really want the number one first printing issue, I would look to buy this no more than $50. I think over some time, because of how much it's delayed, you'll find the right price for, for this book. Um, it's not going to be easy. You're going to see a lot of people asking some pretty high prices. The book, uh, the story is amazing. It's really good as someone who really doesn't read TMNT, uh, but grew up with, uh, the turtles in the nineties. Um, I thought the story was really good. Um, I needed just a little bit more. I think that's just cause I was a little bit out of context as to what was really going on, who some of these characters are. A friend of mine who's a big fan of, of TMNT absolutely loved it. And I did too. Um, I just think in the next issue, we're going to need just a little bit more, um, of the turtles and the situation of what's going on and things like that. Um, so this is a five issue miniseries. Um, the issue number two has been delayed once again. It was supposed to be December. It got a new release date for January. And I think just within the last week or so, they've pushed back issue number two uh, into February. And I hope it I hope it doesn't get pushed back any further. Um, I don't want to see this book lasting most of 2021. Uh, I'm afraid that it might have uh, the same effects as like uh, Doomsday Clock did when uh, at first it was a bi-weekly book and then it was every two months and then it was every two months plus another few weeks or and so on and that uh, that series almost took a, a year and a half and by that time not very many people were, were interested. They lost interest. I think because of the popularity of this particular book, the interest won't go away but I think people will kind of get over the hype if these books don't start coming out more consistently over time. Um, if you're even remotely interested in this, in this book, I would say pick it up. Um, again, I'm not a huge TMNT fan but I was convinced by my buddy to uh, go ahead and read this and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, 
Again, if you can find a first printing, I wouldn't pay more than $50 for it. Um, if you can find a second printing, pick it up while you can. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. I know at my shop, they have plenty of second printings. Um, but as we get closer to issue number two, uh, those second printings might be hard to come by. And then you might see those uh, raise up in price from... I think it was like eight ninety nine to maybe even twenty bucks. People who were selling it uh, secondhand. Um, and if you can get it, if you can get your hands on the director's cut in March, I would definitely pick that up to see if you can get some behind the scenes um, information for uh, from the last run and get some different concept art. Uh, something that we're going to continue doing here. On collecting comics is talking about uh, books that you should pick up for the month. Uh, so we'll talk about some of the bigger books that hit December or late November, early December that you should uh, that you should really consider reading. Uh, TMNT Last Ronin definitely being one of those. Um, I wouldn't wait for a trade paperback or even a hardcover a compilation of a um, omnibus of that to come out i would pick it up as soon as you can um another book or two books that i would suggest picking up is mighty morphin uh so after the events of lord dracon and uh, all the damage he did to the morphin grid and how everybody had to resolve the the fight and and the sacrifices that were made they've started a new series called Mighty Morphin. And here in a second, I'll show you the next one called Power Rangers. These are two separate books. Um, Mighty Morphin uh, and Power Rangers pick up directly after the fight of Lord Dracon. You're going to see him imprisoned. You're going to see uh, Zordon trying to figure out uh, different stuff. And we're actually also going to be introduced to a new ranger um and you even will see uh uh trini and um jason and zach come back um to uh to talk to zordon and uh, warn them about a um, a new threat that is uh, that is coming towards Earth that apparently Dracon has some insight to, uh, and in Mighty Morphin's case, this new Green Ranger that has appeared, uh, and he's very mysterious. He comes around and bells the Power Rangers out a couple of times and then disappears. So. Who this is, we're not 100% sure. Uh, issues 2 for each of these books are out now. Uh, if you're a Power Rangers fan, if you're, uh, if you're a Lord Dracon fan, I would pick these up. Um, the Legacy figures really got me, or the Lightning uh, Collection figures have really got me into the Power Rangers stuff again. And uh, it's a really enjoyable series. Uh, unfortunately, I had to stop reading Mighty Morphin and Go-Go uh, just because I didn't have room for it. But now I kind of regret it because 
I'm behind on that story, but the these first two issues for both of these books are really, really good. Uh, so if you have a chance to pick these up, I uh, definitely will. On the uh, Marvel side of books, I would definitely pick up King in Black. Um, I don't have it on here. I'd also pick up Venom if you can. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff is happening. Uh, you have Noel who is just made made a mess of the Marvel heroes and universe in many aspects. Um, ever since his first appearance in Venom number three, he's really just kind of taken the place by storm. And um, in this big event book, it all comes up to a head where uh, he's still taking over heroes and there's big sacrifices that are needing to be made. Uh, and they're starting to learn who they think the key is uh, to um, taking on uh, Noel and hopefully beating him for good. Uh, this book is already on issue number two, and this is another series that's going to cross many months. But in doing so, they are also crossing multiple different um, uh, series uh, my advice would be if you are currently picking up a series where King and Black ties into, continue reading it. I don't think it's necessary to pick up every single um, issue of King and Black tie-ins. For one, I think there's some odd 30-ish issues. I think it's 20 to 30 issues where this is going to cross into over multiple months. Um, last thing I'd want you to do is get a whole bunch of books that really might have like a small, a small nod to the main storyline. Um, I would definitely pick up King and Black, continue picking up any of the uh, other series that it crosses into that you're already getting. Uh, for one, you don't want to miss out on the continuity of those stories that you're you are currently subscribed to, but um, it may not be necessary to pick up every single tie-in to King and Black. And for the independent titles, um, I'm really interested in the Department of Truth. This book has been out for a while now, I think since early November. Um, it's on issue number three, and it's a really interesting book. Um, it talks about conspiracy theories and this basically department of truth uh, at a national level where they try and... Um, make sure information stays straight and that there's this um entity if you will that believes in flat worlds and and all these american conspiracy uh theories that have gone around even in in the real world and kind of turn them on their head and uh i've only read issue number one i'm a little bit behind um, again, because there's uh, issue three is already out, but it was a very interesting book. The art is 
uh, very different. It reminded the art reminded me a little bit of Cold Spot when we did the episode on Cold Spot and the horror the horror um, books. And then we have from Scout Comics recount. The reason why I I was interested in this book is because we came off fresh from the election, and this book is about um this um organization that is going out and doing some pretty bad things to people who supported the um the government that was not doing so well and i felt like it really just hit close to home because of all of the the news and and things that were going on during the election and the conspiracy theories and things that were um, being said, a lot of it really connects in in this book. Uh, recount the recount number two issue two is not going to be out for a while. I don't think it's out till uh, end of January ish. I would definitely check with your local comic book store if they have any back issues. And also same with Department of Truth. If you can find issue number one, pick it up. Um, I had to pick mine up for about $10 after uh, back issue price, which is a little bit more than I wanted to spend, but it's it's a really great series. Um, I think it can win a couple of awards uh, for, uh, for its writing and for its art. I've not enjoyed a uh, independent book like these two books since uh, the, the book Grass Kings. And as always, we want to thank our Patreons uh, for supporting us and all of our, our shows on the Collecting Weekly uh, channel. We'd like to personally thank Ben Porter, Griffin Campbell, Sean Fear, Ian Seabee, Renee Mendez, Eric Marcel, uh, Quinn Aguirre, Mario, uh, I'm sorry, Leo Hernandez, King Louie, um, Mark Pearson, uh, Dan Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Krent, Jason Nelson, Big Fern, uh, King Zachary, Cesar uh, Marquin, uh, Eddie Mendez, Eric Ruiz, Mario Cortez, Stephen Percha, Sean uh, Yaltsi, uh, Scott Bradley, Jesse Contreras, Steve and Maria Stanley, Lord Voldemort, uh, Eddie and Eddie Man. Man, I'm sorry, Eddie. I can't say your last name, but we want to thank you all for supporting uh, our channel and. Uh, watching all of our shows we really appreciate it and if you want to become a patreon you do have some incentives here are your january um your january patreon benefits you're going to get a magnet and a window clean um i really like the figure police uh one uh the third party uh third party party police window cling. I think that one's pretty funny. And if you want to become uh, one of our Patreons, there are three tiers, the Sweet Angel, the uh, the uh, 
certified crispy and the CW what a guy tears. Uh, what a guy is our newest tier. It's for folks in this tier, uh, get a signed collecting weekly live 18 by 24 silhouette poster, uh, on your first pledge and then doubles of all the stickers, uh, we send a sculpt, a sculpt a year painted by dark side customs after three months and all the benefits of our previous tiers. And we want to give a shout out to all of our other shows in the uh, Collecting Weekly Network. We have Auction, Small Talk, Collecting Weekly, uh, The Joy of Hobbying, After Dark, Collecting Rarities, Only Fools in Collecting, and Creeps Are Us. And everybody, I'd like to thank you for watching this episode of uh, Collecting Comics. If uh, you agreed or disagreed with any of the comments that I had to say today, please let us know in the comments. I would really like to know what you think about uh, those alien variants. I'm actually kind of excited for those and who you think would win the battle uh, between Marvel versus, uh, versus the aliens. And until next time, my name is Sean, and this has been Collecting Comics.